the holy name of Jesus, amen. So far this Easter, Jesus is very intent on making sure that we all know he has a body. Last week, Jesus made sure that Thomas touched and believed his hands and his side. And this week it's touch me and see. Jesus is making sure that we all know that when it comes to Easter, everything has flesh, a body. Because there are no ghosts, as the King James Version translates. There are no ghosts in Easter. Thus, no reasons to be afraid or scared. Now, this would correspond to us as people, because whether we like it or not, we have a body. And touch is fundamental to who we are as people. Touch, in fact, is the fundamental sense. Light touches our cones and rods in our eyes, and sound pounds our eardrum. Taste touches our tongue. And I did have to look up this one. Odor touches our nose, cilia. I think that's how you pronounce it. But of course, touch is much more than simply biology, isn't it? Touch can hurt. Touch can heal. Touch can be as routine as a simple handshake or as unique as a wedding kiss. And touch can reconcile. In fact, riding my bike through Wheaton College this past week, I saw two large burly men, presuming them to be football players. They reached out and gave each other a big bear hug and said, it's all right, man. And touch can give us a future, too. Think of a couple who joins hands to walk down the same path together. And touch can actually nurture Every mother knows this because touch nurtures through holding of an infant or even a toddler. Touch can do a lot of things. And today, Jesus wants us to know that it's by touch that he will manifest himself to the world. It is through touch that we will be able to see that he is here and for us. Now, of course, this is the way God's worked from the beginning. In fact, we probably know of a, of a very famous touch in the Sistine Chapel where we see God touching the hand of Adam into existence. So since God has worked this way from the beginning, we see this in Jesus, where he gathers the children close to him, picks them up, and blesses them. Then, of course, he reaches out to the sinner and to the leper to touch, to forgive, and to heal. See, the reconciling touch of Jesus, of course, is in the outstretched arms of the cross. There he gathers us together to forgive. 
And as forgiven people, as we gather into the broken body of Christ, it's by his wounds our wounds begin to heal. And of course, it's in the resurrection that Jesus gives a touch that gives us a future. Like he said last week to Thomas, put your hand here. Jesus holds our hand in the resurrection and gives us a future together as we walk along his path together. And then along that path, that is where Jesus' touch will nurture us because it's his very life. His life is the image. And he molds us and changes us into that very image. To be his people be his image in the world. Of course, we do very well to gather around the things that we can touch because it's so concrete. And no matter what emotions are going through our hearts and our minds, touch does something to us that nothing else can. It will tell us that something is there. And this is the main reason why God tells us that it's best for us to gather around things that we can touch. Because that, those are the places where he promises to be. God promises to be in places where we can touch. At the baptismal water and at the bread and wine of the Eucharist. Now I know many of us haven't grown up with this tradition, but touching the baptismal water, making the sign of the cross, is a way that God says to us, Touch and see. I am here. Making you a sinner into a saint. Taking you and joining you to me. Then of course, whether it's in the mouth or in the hand, you hold Jesus' body. The same body he is so intent on making sure that we know is here, is real. in the Eucharist, where Jesus' broken body forgives our sins of touch, assault, adultery, abuse. And it's in the Eucharist where Jesus' resurrected body gives back our sense of touch, our loving touch, so that we can love those around us. Christ gives us back our touch in order for us and the world to see that God's alive and reaching for us. It's in the Eucharist where that touch, that touch that reaches out to us, sustains us on our journey. Because it's in the Eucharist where we join hand in hand with our Lord, and not just our Lord, but with one another, to journey along together from here out there. His touch, then, is carried through you. He touches you, changes you, and then you become his touch out in the world. Because you are his body now. It's just like in the, in the gospel reading. 
Jesus touches the disciples, then he sends them out. He touches you today, and he sends you out. They are to give witness to the testimony of God's word and God's presence. You, as you leave today, are to give testimony to God's word and God's presence so that the world, everybody, would know that God is here. He is real. He is tangible. He has flesh. He's not a ghost. By making sure this morning that we know that Jesus has a body that we can touch, that we can hold, and that he can touch me and us. Jesus is preparing us to embody his touch out in the world. So this isn't just simply for us to know this morning, but for everybody to know. The world needs to know this. Because for all the attempts to find God and to be touched by him, they're all in the wrong places. The world needs to know that there are no ghosts here in the church. And that Christians are real and have flesh. They need not be frightened by Jesus or us. Because they too are invited to touch and see. And the only way that they will see is through the, the Eucharist working through us. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.